For today's episode, we're doing a spoiler review, and the movie we're talking about today took three years to complete filming. It faced a global pandemic, dealt with an inflated budget, and should have been able to have avoided a crowded release calendar, and yet it is still one of the most satisfying movies of 2023. Today we're talking about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Let's talk for a minute. The rating for Dead Reckoning is going to be a 9.5 out of 10. Dead Reckoning is one of those movies where everything that could possibly go wrong with making it, it seemed like every one of those was checked on the list. A global pandemic, a very hefty price tag as a result, and then facing a very competitive release calendar with two very big summer blockbuster movies that come out only nine days after your movie is released. Fortunately, in the case of Dead Reckoning, you have the amazingly talented crew of writer-director-producer Christopher McQuarrie. This is the reason why I really wanted to see this movie. This guy is inventive. He works well with Cruz. Cruz works well with him. They have made several movies together now. It's kind of funny at this point. It seems like McQuarrie and Cruz expect all sorts of challenges to come up whenever they make a movie like this. And when I say whatever challenges, I don't mean like your typical, oh, okay, we need to figure out a problem in production or whatever. I'm talking, they're expecting now these pretty catastrophic sized challenges, pandemics, strikes, all sorts of things. What might be something that could totally shut down and destroy a project to them, that's just a Monday. In the end, though, this turned out to be one of the most entertaining, fun action movies of the summer and definitely contributed to one of the best summer movie seasons I have seen in a long, long time. With Dead Reckoning, let's break this down into the pros, the cons, and the crazy challenges this movie faced. For pros, we got to start with director Christopher McQuarrie. He's inventive, and I like how he's willing to basically, he has no problem with completely changing the direction that the movie's going in, even though they've already started filming from the original direction that it was going in. I like how he does appreciate that for the success of the movie. Yes, of course, the movie itself, the story, the art is important, but you have to think of it from the marketing side too. He is thinking about the trailers. He is thinking about the business. He does care about Paramount as a studio. He does care about the film industry as a whole. And composer Lauren Balp is back again as the amazingly talented composer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. If you've seen Fallout, you know how much I loved that soundtrack. You know how great that soundtrack is. And this movie, again, has a pulse of its own that Balp brings to life. We have to talk about the cast now, too. Now, of course, Cruz back as Hunt is always great. You have Simon Pegg back as Benji. You have Ving Rhames back as Luther. You have Rebecca Ferguson, who is always fantastic as Ilsa. You have the addition here of Haley Atwell as Grace. She is such a great addition to this movie. You have Tom Clementif as the assassin Paris. There are so many actors and actresses that contribute to making this movie really great. You have Vanessa Kirby as the White Widow returning, again from Fallout. She's so good in this. You have Henry Cerny, who returns as Kittredge from the first MI movie. You have Shea Wiggum's Carrie Elwes. Isai Morales as Gabriel, and he's an actor known from Ozarks. And of course, this movie delivers in typical mission fashion by shooting in amazing locations all around the world. I really do like how we are teased about how Ethan 
became an IMF agent and kind of we actually are seeing or we can imagine how he joined the IMF by seeing Grace's character and seeing how she is presented with the choice. Does she want to join the IMF or be on the run and try to survive on her own? It's the same choice that Ethan and every member of his IMF team had to face. It was a really cool way to show this part of the story. One thing in particular with the story that was pretty interesting is having this AI entity being the villain. Now, I can understand and I also was thinking at first myself, it's kind of annoying all these stories that are now focusing on AI and making it this kind of evil scary monster, but AI actually interesting part with this movie was by doing that it kind of focused on themes of what would Ethan do for his team what would the team do for each other to have each other's backs the other thing too though was when you saw what kind of threat this AI character was it did make Ethan and the team focus on the analog world living within the analog world to function and to protect themselves and this next part is a bit of a negative and a positive so for the positive right now I will say as the title shows it's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This is a two-part movie. What is nice, though, is that it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, though. The movie itself does feel like a complete story. Even though we know there is going to be more coming, it isn't like your typical cliffhanger, which can be annoying when you have to wait a year or possibly more with things like strikes or pandemics, who knows what other external forces out there. It is nice that you can see this movie by itself without having to see a part two and still completely enjoy it. Now I want to get into the cons of this movie. The movie did feel a little long at a running time of 2 hours and 44 minutes. I didn't love how they utilized Rebecca Ferguson in this movie. I do think, yes, it was an important and powerful story tool to have her character be killed off. And it was very creative. And the fight scene with her and Gabriel was absolutely fantastic. The whole part of the movie, everything that took place in Venice was absolutely amazing. To have her character be killed off. However, for the parts of the movie that Rebecca Ferguson was in, why didn't they have her say more? She did plenty of great things, but she didn't speak much in the movie, and that really is frustrating. That's underutilizing a great actress like Rebecca Ferguson. And then there's the main antagonist character of the entity, the evil, all-knowing AI. I'm getting really tired of Hollywood kind of leaning on this tool trying to make something that is not really well understood at all into the big bad, the big scary. Every technology, whatever it's new, if we're not familiar with it, we demonize it. I just don't think that's healthy. But with this movie, it is still used in inventive ways and does make us focus on other themes. I don't think the movie actually leans too heavily on making the AI itself something to focus on. It's more like, okay, there is this scary element, and then the focus are on our heroes. How are they going to behave? What are the things that they have to do? How do they change their strategy? And what are the complex things you have to be aware of when dealing with technology? I don't necessarily love the idea of the entity, but how it was utilized was inventive. And then finally, the fact that we know this is the first of a two-part collection of movies, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and then whenever Dead Reckoning Part 2 comes out. I don't love this, even though I know that each movie is going to be kind of its own contained story. However, it's we still know it's a two-parter, that they needed two films to really complete the overall story. So I'm a little confused when they say, okay, yeah, you can see the first one, and it's its own complete story, but it teases this next thing coming up. Well, that's um, not a complete movie. 
I know that people don't really enjoy cliffhangers unless you're watching a series and you know, okay, the next episode's going to have that. So this is the wrong format, a movie, to have it be saying, oh, it's a two-parter or it's a cliffhanger. I hated it when movies like The Hunger Games did that or any movie that just can't contain its story. This is the wrong format. Probably for this reason and this reason alone, this is why I would put Fallout as being slightly better of a mission movie than Dead Reckoning Part 1. So that's the con section. Overall though, I still really enjoyed this movie. It's really fun, really inventive. Everyone who plays a role in this movie, whether it's the actors, writer, director, to the various production crew that are involved, you can feel just the excitement and love and energy that went into making this movie. It's also understandable that they went to hell and back to make it because of COVID. And now we're talking about the challenges that this movie went through. It had to start and stop multiple times its shooting production schedule. It had to push back its release schedule. And we're not talking days, weeks, months. We're talking years. This movie had to be pushed back. That was one challenge. Another challenge is that because of these starts and stops, the budget went up dramatically. It is said that this movie cost somewhere around 290 to 300 plus million dollars. There is no reason for this movie to have to cost that much outside of a pandemic like this. It's unfortunate that happened. And for this first installment, it'll probably be profitable or maybe just break even. But there's no reason that this movie should not have been a box office success. It's really unfortunate that the budget had to inflate the way it did. But I don't see how they could have done anything differently with the way the world was functioning at the time. Another challenge that they faced was competing with two of the biggest movies of 2023, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Both those movies came out nine days after Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 released. That meant that the number of screens playing Dead Reckoning was reduced. That meant that IMAX theaters lost Dead Reckoning. It's just really a very unfortunate set of circumstances. I don't understand why they wouldn't have tried to push the release date of Dead Reckoning maybe a few weeks, maybe even a month. It would have helped this movie tremendously. But even with all this being said, and even with my saying that Fallout's a little bit better of a mission movie, and even with taking the half point off, getting the 9.5 score, this is one of the most fun, creative, and great storytelling movies of 2023. I do hope that when this movie comes out for purchase on October 10th of 2023, that you do buy a copy. It's available to rent as well. I cannot more enthusiastically recommend this movie. I do hope you check it out. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening.